I uh, was just working away on Friday afternoon, got a call from Michael Brown. Um, Michael works for uh, Radio Rima and, and uh, Life TV and Shine TV it is, and uh, Shine TV. Um, and took the phone call and he said, like, have you got David McGregor's phone number? We want to be able to get a Christchurch pastor to, uh, to pray on air following the shootings. And I said, what? Like, what? I'd been head down, um, working, hadn't, uh, hadn't heard anything. And he said, uh, there's been some pretty bad stuff that's gone down. You want to check your news feed? And uh, as I did, it was just like, as for many of us, we're just looking at this unfolding situation and getting news and, and uh, just, um, it was like uh, surreal. It just didn't seem like anything like this could ever happen um, with us. Uh, even, even for us in Auckland, it, it, it really does feel like someone has um, stormed into our neighbor's house and just shot them dead. That's what it feels like. It just feels like this is, this is our backyard. And New Zealand is a small, uh, you know, remote, peace-loving country. And, uh, and this has happened. I'm just looking out at our uh, year seven to tens. I meant to say to them that uh, you guys are going to be in with us um, today. Uh, so, and we're, I'm not going to talk for long because um, uh, you know, the, the more important part of being together today is not hearing me talk. It's, it's just, just being able to open up our hearts to God, to be able to pray together. And, and be together. So, but I will say a few things uh, this morning. And, uh, you know, as much as we always feel that, um, that we're safe and secure, um, we are always vulnerable. You know, we've just been reminded again of our vulnerability, of the, the fragility of life, and reminded that evil is very real in our broken world. And that we are not immune from, from suffering. And our safety is always reliant on people doing the right thing towards us. And, and while this was a, um, an attack on, uh, on many uh, and a, uh, an attack that robbed people of life, um, you know, many of us have experienced evil done to us by people in our lives. And... Um, where our safety is always reliant on people doing the right thing towards us. So, look, if you've, if you've come to church today, uh, you know, looking for, for comfort, welcome. And uh, my, our, our hope and prayer is that um, you would find a degree of comfort with being with people who are, uh, are grieving, that are, but are full of empathy and who are trusting in that we are still following a, uh, a God who loves us. Uh, and if you're here looking for answers today, um, I'm going to start a conversation. We've got, I've probably got maybe 15 minutes. So I'm, I'm going to start a conversation, but it's a good conversation. It's a good conversation to, uh, to continue to explore with our, our friends and, and, and our family. Um, so we're not in 15 minutes. How can I give um, 
clean and tidy answers to what has been um, such an enormous um, horror in our, in our country. Because people ask these kind of questions. This is like they would say, if God is good, why does evil happen? C.S. Lewis, he, he framed up uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Christian author, and in some of his writings, he, he talked about this is, this is the question that people ask him. And that he says, this is what people ask me. He's, they say, if God was good, then he would want his creatures, his creation, to be perfectly happy. And he would be able to do what he wants. But his creatures aren't happy. So therefore, God lacks either goodness or power or both. Have you had people talk to you about those kind of things, ask those kind of questions? And you just go, you hear that, and you go like, those are really good questions, and they're hard questions. You know, we can often have the question, why does, why does pain and suffering not seem to be evenly distributed? How is it that some people seem to have a far greater degree of, of suffering in their lives so much more than others and uh, these are good questions and so, so here's, some, here's some thoughts that may start some helpful conversations for you and one of the, one of the greatest gifts I believe that God has, has given us is, um, is the freedom of choice yes God could have created us in a way where um, we were forced to do right, to do good, and to love others. But is that real love? Is it real love when we're forced to love? Genuine love only comes out of being able to choose to love. And that is what he invites us all into. But when people are offered choice, then they will choose at times to to do harm and to do, to do wrong. And they are pushed towards this by evil forces that are very real and very active and very much against the good and, uh, and love. So we have choices. Sometimes our choices um, can lead to our own suffering. We can do things that, um, that hurt us just because of they're not a good choice. And, uh, and sometimes our suffering comes because of other people's choices, um, and which is what we've seen this week. And on top of that, we live in a, in a world that is, that is fallen, that is broken, that is um, in bondage to sin. The creation itself is in bondage to sin. And again, without going into that because of the time that we have, it, you know, we have a world that is um, that with things happen that, um, that, bring, that bring harm and damage from time to time. But, but the force of our in this world, they are very real. They are very real. You know, they, our... our our clever 21st century modern world will tell us that um, it's all just hocus pocus. All of this stuff about spiritual stuff and God and 
evil and evil spirits and demons. They'll say, no, it's all just, it's all just hocus pocus. But, uh, but let me tell you this, that is not right. There are real forces of darkness at work that affect people's minds and hearts. And there are forces of light as well. It's the, it's the battle of the ages, the kingdom of light against the kingdom of darkness in this world. And the kingdom of light will win. We're on the right side. I mean, for me personally, if, if you think, really, is that? Is that I mean, I, I have ex- just, just me. You could probably talk to people around you and say, have you ever experienced anything like this? And, and you'd hear a bunch of stories. You know, we don't often, it's, you don't often talk about these things. But I have, I have prayed for people, and they have spoken to me in a voice that is not their voice. It's, a, it's like, if you think, like, hang on, that's just the movies. No, this is real. I have prayed for people that have been thrown to the floor by evil forces that are somehow attached, connected, influencing them. I have been, um, I have been attacked by a spirit of fear, driving past a known uh, witch's hangout um, a few years back, and just driving along, and my emotional level of fear went from zero to ten in a flash, almost drove the car off the road, Jacinda was with me, and I didn't, I, all I could say is pray. And she's going, what's wrong? I couldn't even speak. And about 60 seconds later, it went down from 10 down to zero again. It's like evil spirits are real. And they are looking to take hold. And when people to do, to do harm and to do damage. And when people, and, and all of us have the ability to let evil take hold with you know either through making choices or through um, just naivety um, can start with thoughts that lead to actions that lead to or well, that thoughts that lead to words that can bring you know uh, damage to, to people and relationships and words can lead to actions um, harm violence and ultimately it can lead to people taking in others the lives of others. So so what do we do? Like let me just let me just give you some things that um, that means we can step out of like you know this is horrible what to to standing on let's go forward in life um, with God uh, with the goodness that he offers us and brings to us. Because we believe that there is a God. We believe that the Bible is true. We believe that Jesus is true, that he is who he said he is. We, that he's God come in the flesh to save us. We believe that Jesus really did die in our place for our sins and really did rise from the dead. And that one day Jesus will really will come back and end suffering and end pain and bring justice to this universe. That is what we believe. So if that is what we believe, and if this is true, how do we respond to this? this? How do we respond to any sudden, unwanted, painful intrusions of suffering or injustice in our lives or in the lives of loved ones, or the, this incredible amount of injustice and suffering that we see every day in the world? 
How do we respond to that? Well, the thing, the punchline that way that we must respond is it must be love. It must be love. With everything that we do, it must be love. You know what Christians have to offer? It's a radically different ethic and alternative to hatred and violence. It's love. And you know we can you can be we can be people that debate the Bible and and argue about this that and and the other. But the one thing that is absolutely undeniable is that Jesus said that that my followers will be known by their love. So whatever we do, it must be love. So we can be compassionate. I think we've got some slides that might um, might be able to have a look. We can we can we can show compassion. And like Christchurch is still quite a ways from us, but so many of us, even just a few that, that I've talked to in the last couple of days, we're feeling, everyone's feeling it. They're feeling it. And we can, and love is compassionate. You know, we can weep with those who weep. And there's a lot of weeping. I'm even feeling emotional this morning. It's uh, even me. <laughs> imagine, imagine that. Um, but we can empathize uh, with our, our Muslim friends and neighbors. Now, there is no mosque on the Hibiscus Coast. I was looking at, I was thinking, like, is there, is there a Muslim presence up in this area? Well, there's no, I think the closest one's like Myringi Bay, but, um, but there may be people that you work with. There may be some of your neighbours that you know are Muslims, and it's just so important that we empathise and support them. That's like, just, just picture this, not to freak you out, I hope this doesn't freak you out, but imagine if this was a, um, a, a radical terrorist from uh, another religion that came into a Christian church, on Friday and on or last Sunday and did the same thing. And then here we are gathering and we'd be like, Are we okay? You know, is this a is this a wider thing? Is this like you, you, and so they will be feeling anxiety, uncertainty around their times of prayer, their gathered times of prayer in all parts of the country going forward. We can donate. We, we pass some baskets around, but if you're like me, I don't carry cash. But, like, again, it's a small thing that we can do, but just over this week, you may want to go, you know what, I, I would like to do something. And when we're so far away, it's, it, is, it is a very real something that will make a difference. But, you know, a bigger picture in terms of, like, we're in this world where it's broken, there is hard things that happen, there's injustice, there's evil that happens, there is that people hurt one another. As God's people, we can be the people of love that can act to ease suffering. We can do things. And Romans twelve twenty one says this do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We can do things. We can 
we might be able to do a little bit to, to fight injustice. It might be as much as just like stopping someone from bullying someone else at our school. It might be, it might be as simple as um, just standing up when, when things are happening and just say, like, that's not okay. You need to stop that. It might be bigger things we can do, but it's fighting injustice. It's giving to the needy. It's feeding the hungry. It's praying for the sick. You know, and it's sharing the good news of God's love with those that, with, that have got heavy hearts and that are in bondage. It's just like, hey, you know, like you've just told me your bad news. Can I give you some good news? Like, and the good news is that. I've met Jesus, and he's, he's brought life and freedom and hope and peace, and, and that can be yours as well. I met a guy this week. He's 65, <laughs> and he was just telling me this story when he was in his late 20s, and his life would just, was just spiraling downwards. He just didn't know how to pull out of this downward spiral of life, and don't ask me how this happened, but he ended up at an Anglican church in Papakura. And, um, and this Anglican vicar said to him, he, says, he said, the answer that you're looking for is Jesus. And he says, well, help me to find Jesus. And, uh, and he just talked about how this, he prayed with this Anglican vicar. And he said, everything just lifted off. And he could just feel light and life coming. And he was telling me about this. It's 40 years ago it happened. Hey? And he was telling me about this. You could just see in his face, just remembering just the, the freedom and joy that he, he experienced. So we can share people. We can share good news with people. We have good news to share with people. You know, this whole thing of acting to, to ease suffering... Do you know today is St. Patrick's Day? The patron saint of Guinness Beer. And uh, he, St. Patrick, is why they love him in Ireland is because he converted almost the whole of pagan Celtic Ireland to Christianity. It's just, it's just remarkable. It's hard to get a real handle on exactly what happened. But you hear stories about how Patrick and so many of his, his followers, they would go and they would just set up outside the edges of these pagan villages. And, and they would just serve and show love to people until the people asked why. We can do that. Another thing that's it's good to do in life, not just in hard times, but in life, is to pursue truth. Because we do have questions that come up. It's like, why the heck does this happen? You know, we're, we've, got, we've got a national anthem that asks God to defend New Zealand. Like, why does this happen? But, you know, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So when we know truth, it sets us free. So when we're feeling like that we're not free, 
we should be pursuers of truth. And like, it's so good to ask those questions. Like, God, why does this happen? Where is God in this? It's, it's, we shouldn't be afraid of those questions. Because if we pursue truth, I'm absolutely convinced we will find the truth. And the truth is always found in Jesus. And I know that's a simplistic answer. Well, this is a simple message with just a few minutes on a Sunday. But we can spend time pursuing truth. Seek answers with an open heart. So many people push God away when hard things happen. It's because they're not pursuing truth. They're just pushing. They're just, they're, just, they're just thinking, like, I don't understand it. It's hard. I'm going to push God away. And here's some truth for you today. Yeah, just to live success, a successful lives of faith. Here's some things that there is some truth for you today. That God is there whether you feel him or not. That God is worth trusting whether I understand him or not. And God is worth serving whether I receive anything from him or not. That's truth. Another thing that we can do is that we hold on to hope. You know, we're saying about hope. You know, God is love and, God, and love drives out fear. And, you know, but we can hold on to hope that in, 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 in hard times, that good times are coming. We can hold on to hope that one day there will be no more suffering. That one day that there will be a new heaven and a new earth and all pain and suffering will be gone. In John 16, 33, Jesus is calling his followers to hope. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And in this world you will have trouble, but in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And don't despair. We must not give in to fear and helplessness. I know that for many of you here, I love that we have a church uh, where people speak funny. They've got accents. They think we speak funny. We think they speak funny around the world. And... I love it that there are people that have come here from other nations around the world and they've come here often to escape religious persecution, to escape violence in their own country, to come and looking at New Zealand and go, that is a place where I can find peace and security. But like, for those of you that have, that have moved here, don't, don't give in to, to fear. Don't drift towards fear. This is still one of the safest places on earth. And uh, and there was a uh, a research project done by the United Nations. It was called the Happiness Project, and they asked. They worked out a bunch of research, and they came that New Zealand came in a very close second to being the best country in the world to emigrate to emigrate to to come to. This is a country that welcomes people from all places with open arms. You are welcome here. You're loved, and we're so glad that you're here at Coast Vineyard with us. You know, Ephesians 6, the, uh, the book of the Bible where Paul the Apostle wrote to the church in Ephesus. And uh, in Ephesians 6, he talks about just as we step forward in our life of faith, just how we do that well. And he talks about putting on the armor of God. It's a, it's a picture, but so that we can stand against the enemy's schemes. Because, if, because the enemy will want to lead us to despair, will want us to, to drift towards fear. 
and anxiety and hopelessness. But in Ephesians 6, and this is out of the Message Bible, it says this. It says, Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. And in the same way prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare, pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. I just want to finish with this. This is, um, this is from a book by a wonderful Christian author called uh, Philip Yancey. Some of you will have read his books. Some of you should read his books. Um, the book's called Where is God When It Hurts? And this is, this is him finishing the book. And he says this, For a good portion of my life, I shared the viewpoint of those who rail against God for allowing pain. Suffering pressed in too close. I could find no way to rationalize a world as malignant as this one. And as I visited those whose pain far exceeded my own, though, I was surprised by its effects. Suffering was as likely to produce strengthened faith as to sow agnosticism. In one sense, there will be no solution to pain until Jesus returns and recreates the earth. I am sustained by faith in that great hope. My anger about pain has melted mostly for one reason. I have come to know God. He has given me joy and love and happiness and goodness. They have come in flashes in the midst of my confused unrighteous world, but their presence has been absolute enough to convince me that my God is worthy of trust. Knowing him is worth all enduring. Why don't we stand together? I think we're all right, guys. We'll just um, we'll just close here and and uh, good effort, though. Thank you. I'm just going to read that last bit again. Pronounce it over us. I have come to know God. He has given me joy and love and happiness and goodness. And their presence has been absolute enough to convince me that my God is worthy of trust. Knowing him is worth all enduring. Let's just pray. God, I thank you for each person here. Each one of us has quite likely experienced having others... Uh, bully us or hurt us or say things uh, to us that have, uh, that have bruised our spirits. God, we may have experienced physical violence. We may have, uh, or we may have known people who have been victims of physical violence.
And God, in the midst of this world that is broken, where we will have troubles, we can stand and have peace knowing that you have overcome the world. That, that our future and our hope is one where all suffering and pain will go. That we can step in and have hope that there is life after this life. That it will be life that will be uh, everything it was meant to be. Everything this world was meant to be. A life of, of joy. A life of peace. A life of love. So God, help us to step towards those things now. God, in the midst of the battle we find ourselves in, in the midst of the, the, the battle of the ages, of, the, of your kingdom against the kingdom of darkness, God, help us to step towards the light. God, to embrace the light, and we invite you to, 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 to battle on our behalf. God, we invite you to, to continue in the midst of the, the challenges of this week, to plant in our hearts peace and joy and love. And hope, God, in all that you promise. God, I pray for your blessings of, of peace to be with each one today. I pray that also that we would know your presence and that you would lead us to be beacons of light and hope, God, in a, in a confused world as we step out of being church together into our communities and our workplaces God, that you, that we would be beacons of light this week. That we would be in some way be the people that they would look at us and we go, those are the Jesus people. We can tell because of their love. We pray and we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good having you all here. We'd love you to stay as long as you'd like to. We've got coffees on in the foyer. Hang out, say hi to someone near you. God bless you, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week.